Blessings, everyone. Eugene, you're here. Soul Man, quick question. You ever thought about doing your own podcast, getting on here and talking about things that matter to you, how to get people to sponsor your podcast, how to get this on all the different platforms, Spotify, Apple, everything? Anchor is a one-stop shop for that. Recording, hosting, distributing, all your content. It's 100% free, super easy to use, click of the button stuff. And Anchor can even match you up with sponsors, so you can get paid to, pro- to broadcast what you want. I do this for my meditation, my yoga, all the clients and potential clients. They can get to know me, who I am, and what I represent. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it on the side, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and everybody else out here putting out powerful content for people to hear and grow from. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. Can't wait to hear your stuff. Blessings. Blessings, everyone. How are you? Eugenius here, Soul Man. Check me out on Instagram, S-O-L-M-A-N, or Yogi Exec, and Facebook, Eugenius.S-O-L. We'll do the job for you. This is part two of our Love and Alchemy series. If you missed part one, go back, check it out. It's really cool. <laughs> it's a good overview. We just talked about what Love Alchemy is. <clears throat> Sorry, what Alchemy uh, is, actually, as well. Like, you know, the shifting from one state to a higher state. And we do that in love, right? Um, we also talked about, you know, working that alchemy on our physical love. We're turning into spiritual love. Um, we talked about the, the aspect of love that draws us together. Or soulmates versus karma mates, right? Um, we talked about staying whole and united while we're dating. While we're engaged with someone. Which is super important that we... You know, try not to lose ourselves in these relationships with people. It, it, it's detrimental to both sides, right? And then, <clears throat> excuse me, we brought up the idea of mastering. <laughs> the idea, right, of mastering unconditional love. Uh, and what that means in relationships. And how, you know, how it's a worthy endeavor to some extent. Uh, if you're willing to take on that type of game, right? So let's, let's, let's work on the stages of the love relationship and, and how we move through one stage to the next and how it affects the relationship in general. With myself, it's, it's, it's you know, if you, if you know Universal Kabbalah, <clears throat> it is very uh, Martian of me. I have a lot of Mars in my Kabbalistic uh, uh, makeup. If you have no idea about what I'm talking about, just, just, just check out some more talks that I have or... Um, you know, sign up with me on a consultation and mention this podcast and I'll give you 30% off uh, a Kabbalistic reading so you get that, that insight. It's very powerful. But what we have is these three stages here uh, that I, I completely usually follow and that I've now helped to synthesize it in my life. The first stage is the obvious one, the physicality or the sexual love, right? So what's that mean as far as a stage? Well, you're in a bar. I'd say bar because, you know, why not? It's where most people do their, their scoping, their hunger. <laughs> hunger hunting, I like to say. And you're in a bar, you see a girl. <clears throat> this girl's amazing, right? She's got all the attributes that you like in a woman. 
doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, I'm just you know, putting it out there. But she's got all the things that, you know, that entice you, that draw you in. You introduce yourself, she actually responds to you and is um, engaging you in conversation. It's nice. She agrees to some coffee or uh, a deeper conversation another time. Usually I like to do that. I like to take them outside that comfort zone, speak on them, and then, you know, go go somewhere else and reset, right? So I can get a chance to see who they really are, <laughs> uninebriated. And you guys enjoy yourself and decide to go a little deeper, which... Um, Sexually, it's hopefully a good thing for you. <laughs> so you, you've engaged in this sexual uh, bonding, and it's amazing. You you uh, have a real good connection. The tastes, the sounds, the smells, everything is harmonizing. If you don't <clears throat> understand that that's important, that that taste and that the pheromonic type of exchange is extremely important for love relationships, um, don't sleep on that. It is, you know, sex is, is something very powerful, something very sacred, uh, and it is, it's, it's an important thing. It's very healthy, but it's important to have that connection. And you have that sexual connection. <clears throat> you know, that, that's the first stage. And is there love there? There can be love there. Uh, I, I, I like to believe I make love to every woman that I'm, I'm allowed to share space with in that sexual way. And um, it's hard for me not to be engaged with a woman and have some type of love for her. So, I mean, for me, it, 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 it definitely kind of screwed up my whole, <clears throat> excuse me, one-night stand thing. <laughs> the more conscious I got, you know, the more I was just like, eh, let me, you know, let me feel you out. Because, I mean, I just do a lot of work, you know, a lot of meditation, a lot of service, and uh, I understand the science of sexual um, intercourse and exchange. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta earn it, ladies. <laughs> you gotta earn it, baby. It's a lot, but you gotta earn it. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's powerful to have that sexual stimulus, stimulus come from someone that you care about, that you're growing in love with at this point. So that's sometimes the first stage, you know, for some people <clears throat> when they begin to be in um, dialogue with each other on terms of, you know, moving forward in a relationship. And it can last between like, you know, a month, two months, maybe even three months. You know, you're, you're going for it. You're banging it out, so to speak, doing all those cool positions. You always wanted to try in your, your, your tantra book on the shelf. You blew out the dust on that bad boy and, you know, had a couple glasses of wine and got to it. And that's really, really, really powerful and really beautiful and, and, and always uh, a good time to a certain extent for some of us, I guess. But it comes to an end. You know, you, you do all the routines. You sweat all the sweat. And then what's next? You know, that physicality, just like if you are uh, working with some deep uh, guilt issues and you are at the gym working out, you know, your body looks amazing. You got those nice cuts in your pecs and stuff. You got a six-pack abs, look at those thighs cut. But the guilt is still there, right? The, the underlining issue is still there. And you've tried to at uh, approach and attack something from the physical plane that's an intangible. It's forcing you to now to go deeper, right? Now you may have to, instead of hit the gym so much, take some time on the beach before you do or after and go in, you know, and start to really work uh, at a deeper level. The same thing in love relationships. This is why most <clears throat> love relationships end either quickly, that first week they may end, that first month they may end, you don't know. But if it's purely sexual, if you haven't made a, a deeper connection there, then it probably won't last. And we have that issue here. I mean, I'm living in Miami Beach, Florida now, and I'm from Los Angeles, two very uh, sexually driven cities, especially here in Miami Beach. I mean, I never, I never thought in the world I'd be in a place more sexual 
than Los Angeles, than than Hollywood. You know what I mean? Than 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 Venice, and Santa Monica, right? Yeah, right. I came to Miami Beach, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can feel the heat. Feel the heat. You know. <laughs> you know. I'm sorry about that, but I digress with those songs. Um, it's only temporary, folks. There's only so many things you can do until you have to go deeper. Which brings us to the second stage of this. So you are together, you're making love, you know, on a nice regular basis, it's healthy. And then you have to go into your feelings. We call it the moon stage. And hopefully you make it to that moon stage, right? 52 days past, booyah. You're in the moon stage of the relationship. Hey, about that time. And um, it gives you some deep insight into what's really going on with the person. The feelings come up, right? You have your first couple fights, maybe, or disagreements, quote-unquote, air quotes, whatever. But you get to feel this person for real. And you've now exchanged so much energy. We'll talk about that maybe part three um, in regards to uh, karma and, um, and your identity, you know, negative and positive through the sexual act. And now you get to really see what what effect that's had on the person that you are loving. So you have to go to the second stage, the emotional bonding, right? And some people say, hey, well, what if I mostly bond first and we have sex? These stages don't necessarily have to follow in order, right? Let's say before you uh, get together, you don't have sex. You say, you know, I want to be with you or I don't want to have sex until we're married. That's very doable. And I have a lot of honor and respect for those that go that route. You know, God bless you. It's very old school and very, very loving, very endearing. Uh, but, you know, nowadays it's like, all right, we like each other. Uh, there's this, you know, semblance of some intelligence there. I can dialogue with you. Um, I'm attracted to you, which is why we're having this conversation. Uh, you know, we have to say the, how you're a good kisser, right? Can you can you arouse me? Can we enjoy each other's physical company in this way? Oh, great. Well, that works. Now, is it can I stand you in your worst, right? Uh, and when I when I say the moon phase, uh, there's there's different planetary phases of the relationships, a whole different podcast. Um, but the moon is relating to the emotions, you know, those that we show one another, those that we don't, right? The other side of the moon that we never get a chance to see. You know, the little base back there. <laughs> you know, we want to check out that alien base back there. And there's hordes of aliens flying out that bad boy. You know, uh-oh. You didn't get a chance to see that coming. But there's there's that connection there. If If you have an opportunity to connect emotionally, right? And if you do that through shared interests... You, you guys are both passionate about, you know, the poor, uh, about the homeless community, about, um, you know, saving animals, about the environment. Those things bond people emotionally together. So not only are you making great love and all that stuff, but you're also sharing time together, doing activities that build that bond after the sex is over, you know. Depending on your skill set, you know, it lasts, what, 10, 20, 30 minutes, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and then what's next? You have the remainder of the day <laughs> to spend with this person. There needs to be a certain level of, of emotional connection there for, for, for dialogue and, and for interaction that allows for you to get deeper with each other. And that can be over, you know, and through an activity that you share together. So perfect example is I'm with a woman. And she enjoys scuba diving. You know, she's a scuba diver. I've never freaking scuba dived before. You know, I've snorkeled. You know, I'll hold my breath and I'll swim through some caverns or something if I'm in Mallorca or something like that on the coast, you know, or here in Miami, you know, getting shells and stuff. But, 
Yeah, I'm not really into scuba diving, but yeah, we have great sex together, and um, I really enjoy our conversations. I can feel something in my chest growing, right? Uh, a feeling of, of connection. So I, I want to go scuba dive. So I go freaking scuba diving. I love it to a certain extent, right? But I, I enjoy this, and I see her passion, and I, and I, and I see her skill set come out in her, her wisdom and how she's teaching me about scuba diving, and I love that. I see her activated in her purpose, so to speak, and it draws me deeper into the relationship because I want to feel her fire. I want to feel my partner's willingness to share their purpose with me. So that strengthens the bond. Right, And now that not only are we having great sex, but we're also doing great things together. I do yoga and meditation. I have a really good, uh, great passion for the esoteric wisdoms and how they shift. And, you know, yeah, she never probably really was into that stuff, but she went to one of my workshops or she's watching me prepare for a workshop or a class. And, you know, I'm like, wow, I like that. Takes the class, loves the workshop, loves the class I'm doing. We talk more about that when we're talking, we're walking around town doing our thing on the way on the boat out there to scuba dive. And we're talking about planetary positions. We're talking about cycle of the moon and how they work with the tide. So we've now bonded outside of just our physical contact. I can be on a Zoom conference with her talking about Kabbalah, or she can be in the friggin', you know, uh, the Cayman Islands diving, you know, and, and, and hit me up and say, oh my God, I found this awesome conch. You're going to love this. So it's, 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 it's that intangible. Now we go from the physical to what we call the astral or the emotional plane, where now we're, we're loving each other because of how we feel in each other's presence. And it's how we feel in each other's presence doing what the other loves. If, if that makes sense, if there's a love for freaking basket weaving, you know, I can feel her passion for it and I get a chance to share that passion. Again, it also opens me up. It lets me see an aspect of myself maybe that's enjoying something I never thought I would. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy being with women that open me up to new things that I probably would have never have done if I hadn't been caught by love's, you know, love's arrow, love's snag, right? And I think that's something that's so powerful. And you have a lot of relationships that move. You go years with the second phase of this, this three stages where, you know, they're in a physical relationship and they do things together. Every Sunday, Margie and Bill go down to the farmer's market. Margie loves to get those fresh strawberries. And Bill loves to chat with the guy that does the ponies for the kids, right? And they have that routine. It's set, right? They always go to Europe every summer from uh, their their beautiful estate in the Hamptons, right? They, they, they fly to Europe and they spend that time together, you know, because Margie loves to do riding in Paris and, and Bill loves the pastries and how, you know, crazy the French sound when they talk. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm making this up, but I think you get the gist of it. And... And that's fine. Again, you have relationships that go years at this stage. Just fine. Just content in those two connections. And and feel that they've accomplished what their love relationships have offered them. But the majority of people become discontent. Because there's always something gnawing at them. Like, is this it? Is the question. Is this is This is it. I'm... With this person for, you know, one year, two years, three years, however long. And is this what I have to to look forward to for the rest of my life? You start to see, you know, this is second year, third year. You may get married at this time, you know. You, You may be fine with that because of how you feel. But maybe you don't get married. Maybe you start to think ahead and go, wow. Um... 
I don't really dig friggin' scuba diving every weekend. Like, you know, the, the water pressure always messes up my inner ear, so sometimes I get sick. Yeah, I'm not into it that much. And there's only so much uh, talking about planets and, and buried treasures and, and all the symbolism in a friggin' fruit tree that, that, you know, she can stand for me at one time. And do I take that personally, or is there something else that, you know, I need to do to please uh, this woman or her me? And then what happens? Usually people uh, find reasons to separate. Oh, let's just take a little time. No, 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 no. I, I, I love you too. But let's just take a little time. I, I'm just going to travel by myself. Or I'm going to go <laughs> scuba diving, you know, in the Pacific, uh, you know, islands by myself. I want to take a little time for myself. We talked about this in one. Like, I want to redefine myself. I feel like I've lost something. But it's not that. It's not that at all. What has happened is... The first two phases of this process, this cycle, have been fulfilled. Physically, you're compatible now. Emotionally, you're compatible, right? You, you, you felt each other's passion with your purpose. However, there's still something there. That seven-year itch that some people get, right? Uh, the 18-year itch, you know, 14-year or 13-year itch, right? That, that crossing over into a deeper an even deeper cause, an even deeper connection. Now, what is that? What is that third stage that gets us fully complete, right? That, 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 that fills any gaps, any spaces, uh, anything that's left unfelt, unthought of, undone. The third stage is one of the most powerful ones. It's that spiritual love, that spiritual bonding. So let's say that you're not necessarily that spiritual, Right, like I, you may be dating someone that doesn't even believe in God. My 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 personal opinion is we're all spirit, so you're spiritual whether you like it or not. You know, whatever you do is spirituality. You know, and we define it by dogmas or philosophies, but in actuality, we are spirit having a physical experience. So what we're doing is spiritual. Is it conscious? That that's a different that that that's a different conversation. But I just believe that spirituality can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But in the context of our conversation, spirituality is something, and I'll say it, it's, it's something that is greater than the relationship itself. I feel like it's about a greater power. You can call it God. You can call it source. You can call it divine purpose in life. But it's something that's even greater than your menial trips to you know, Jamaica every every six months or whatever that you've been doing that that's helped the emotional bonding between you guys. Now it goes deeper. It goes, how do we serve the world with this love? How do we serve the world with our relationship, right? We have both of them in a traditional sense of uh, man and woman or woman and woman, man and man. It doesn't matter. You have the polarities there. You have the two polarities coming together to create that third point. And that third point is what we're talking about in this third stage. It's that, it's that the dedication to serve humanity, to serve the world with your, your love. Okay, well, how does that look, Eugene? Do I got to be the Dalai Lama and Mother Teresa come together in one awesome event? You know, catch me at the Staples Center. Like, no, it's, it's not that, but yet it is. It's somewhere where you reach deeper into yourself, past yourself, and say, I want to serve humanity. I want to serve my fellow man, and I want to do it with the one I love. And I want that love to shine through what we do. So it can be a charity that you guys have together. It can be you guys are going to church. If you are religious, if you do have 
you know, Jewish, Christian, Islamic background, Buddhist background, Zoroaster, whatever, whatever your tradition, you have that tradition together, you, you, you worship together, you serve together. And I think that, that that's such an important component in the love relationship that we've forgotten. We've forgotten that there's others out there that need the love that we've discovered within ourselves and through each other, through our relationship. I went to a a beautiful, beautiful community in Los Angeles. When I was living there, Agape Spiritual Center. And at the time, I'm not sure their status now, but Reverend Michael um, Bernard Beckwith and Ricky Byers Beckwith, you know, or a married couple. She did the music and the inspiration. Oh, my God. And Brother Michael uh, did the talk and the inspiration, right, the word. And that, that power of the divine feminine in a very feminine expression of art and music and the divine masculine being supported by that divine feminine uh, context of joy and upliftment and of activating the crowd and then getting the, the divine man to speak the word of the you know of spirit uh, to channel that force and then to bring back Ricky and the music it was so powerful it was like that one two punch that brought in I think that third element uh, call it the Christ call it you know the the wee babe <laughs> call it what you want call it the third pillar the tree of life call it call it that that completion that triangular formation that defines the circle that defines space and you have what I think is as close to God as you'll get in the physical. You are, you're now using and leveraging a great power that we have as humans to come together in, in complete surrender and in full empowerment to each other and to ourselves and then share that expression through a medium, right? So again, what does that look like? Eugene, be more specific. What do I do? I have a, I have a mate, I have a partner, and we, and we want to go that third route. What does that look like? Okay, it may look like you just go and feed the cats on a boardwalk if you're here in Miami. You and your husband, you and your wife, wife and wife, husband, husband, whatever. You guys go and you do things and you serve, and it feels so good to be with the one you love as you serve. I'm telling you, it creates a dynamic that is just beyond words. Um, um, my ex, who has two of my children, we fed the homeless together in Santa Monica City Hall. And when we had our kids, our kids were out there feeding the homeless. Like That was so powerful. I have so much love and respect uh, for, for her even to this day because of that experience, because she gave me the third experience. We gave each other the context uh, to move forward. Well, Eugene, why aren't you guys together? Well, what happens? These three stages of love have cycles, my friends. And we go through internal cycles together. And these internal cycles are determined by factors that shape our lives individually. So when we come together, these factors are still at play. So even though, let's say you come out of order, let's say you guys meet like you are in a charity event and you're out there, you know, you're feeding veterans or something to that nature and you see this woman, boom. So first you've already enjoyed serving together. Now you move maybe to the emotional bond. You go, hey, you know, I also like kite kite surfing. Oh my God, I've never done that before. And you go kite surfing. You guys enjoyed that. Then after the kite surfing thing, you go to the hotel room, bam, boom, swing, there you go. That's The order doesn't matter. What matters is the cycles in which they move. Everything has to continue to, to, to wax and wane, to, to grow, and then to come back down to nothing and, and go back again. So there's waves of these different cycles that happen. And that, that's, that's a part of it. These waves, how we are working within ourselves in context to what's happening between us with someone else is important. It gives us an, a sense of who we are and the, and 
and the whole cycle of you know being born, thriving, and then dying and coming back again. Satanama is what, is what we use as a, um, a a complete explanation and demonstration of this. Sa being infinity, ta being life, na being death, ma being the rebirth. Sata na ma, and then doing it again. These cycles come and go in the love relationship. So once you've established a power that is greater than your relationship, it helps you to get through these times of disagreement, of miscommunication, of whatever happens while you're in that love relationship that may either cause it to take a break, cause it to slow down a bit, or just shake it up so that you're very clear about what it is uh, that you're doing. Maybe sometimes these things happen to give us a more clear identity of who we are so that we can balance out our polarities and have a stronger union. I think that triangle that's formed by two mates is important that the polarities have to be kept, right? The polarities have to be stabilized so that you've got some context there to create that third point, right? I mean, if you think about it, the three stages are like the, the well, they're like a lot of things, but in particular, there's, a, there's an electron, there's a proton, and there's a neutron, right? You have a father, son, uh, and the mother. You know, you, 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 you've got these, these movements that require the polarities to, to dance together to create something new and they go through all the different cycles and they grow and they you know ebb and they flow and that's it that is it and as long as within that you can again hold your wholeness together right being holding your polarity not not being too lost in the relationship itself but still being present enough to understand it you're working with that unconditional love now your partner's up even more vulnerable a bit more exposed you're going to see more flaws things that you don't agree with but that's the wholeness that you're now seeing of this human being right you've evolved that just purely i want to ravage this woman to, oh my God, I love this woman. I want to ravage her. <laughs> I'm always going to ravage my women. But it'll come from a deeper love every time because I'm growing in love. I never stop growing. Some people just stop. Some people are just safe being cool, hanging out together, make some love here, talk about things at a very superficial level, and that's it, right? Whereas someone that chooses to evolve with another human being We'll go to those first three stages and then go right back. Okay, let's reestablish how we make love now. And let's go deeper into what we want to do together. Uh, how we don't want to do together. Let me just let you go scuba dive. And I'm going you know, to go and go on, you know, go talk on my, you know, my public speaking tour and come back and then ravage you. <laughs> Let me get back to the ravaging. Explain all the things, all the things I went through and all my experiences, right? And then we'll go and do our thing as well. Even if that's just sitting and reading together each other's presence, something that's powerful, or teaching kids or people how to read together and, and, and bettering our community because that's why we're here to allow our love to be a beacon for those that don't feel the love, that don't get that love. We can go share that love with other people and through this medium of our relationship allow for that which is unseen that greater force to operate in the world through us through our relationship because we're open these three stages are just ways that we allow for the soul to be open in the flesh we allow for our personalities and the relationships that we have to be transformative right and to transform us it's a beautiful process it's just okay Eugene how do we keep that going in the midst of the crazy society that we're in the amount of information that's out there for people, the amount of stimulizing 
ads and, and, and issues that come up that may throw us off track, friends and family, all the different things. Well, there are so many things we need to talk about, I guess, right? But I hope that you understood these three stages of love, that physical, sexual love, that emotional bonding and shared interest, and that spiritual bonding, working on common goal in life to serve humanity. But we always know there's a background to this. We always know that there's factors playing themselves out in the heads of our partners and ourselves that may always bring in the necessary but crazy difficult challenges and obstacles to love, right? To move past that and go deeper in that challenges that usually shake people and rock them at the core of their being and make them run for the hills. We don't have enough time to talk about that today, but we will be following up on that in part three of our Love and Alchemy uh, series. We're going to talk about that, these, these karmic influences that either make us or break us in a love relationship. Please tell me what you think about the first two um, talks that I've had here. If you have any questions for me, if you are in a relationship and you want to go a little deeper but you don't know how or you have a spouse that's not willing, please uh, message me. I give free you know, 15 to 20 minute uh, consultations, Kabbalistic consultations, and I would love to help you. If you haven't checked out part one, go back and check part one out so that you can stay on course with us as we go into part three. If you're listening to this, you know, and, and haven't had a chance to check out the rest, I want to thank you for allowing me to serve you verbally here, and I look forward to serving you on any and all the platforms. God bless, and I will see you in part three, The Karmic Influences. Peace and blessings. Soul Man out. Thank you for listening to Soul Talk with Eugene Gant.